What's up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening from. Welcome to Keeping It Sweet with Justine Podcast. I'm your host, Justine. And on today's episode, I just want to talk to you guys about um, just something that was really on my mind, on my heart that um, I wanted to share with you guys. But before I dive into that, definitely go ahead and follow your girl on social media on Instagram at just J-U-S underscore Lindsay, and that is spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y underscore. Follow me on there so you are um, alerted on new episodes that are going to be uploaded every Friday. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right. Now, like I said before, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that was really, truly on my heart that I just felt like um, being that it is earlier on in the week, which, by the way, happy Tuesday to everybody. I know these weeks are going by so quick. It's like one day, it's Monday, and then the next, it's, it's like it's already Wednesday or Thursday, and I'm just like, okay, like, damn, like, there's not enough time in, you know, in the, in the day, but you know, I'm not complaining. I'm just taking it all in and trying to get a lot done with the time that I have, you know? So again, I really wanted to share with you guys just something that was kind of like weighing on my heart that I feel like a lot of people, um, it doesn't matter what age you're in. I think it has a lot to do with just, you know, just being aware of what's going on with yourself. Now, um, I want to kind of dive into this just with a different approach. And that is dealing with anxiety, depression, putting a lot of pressure on oneself. Now, I am a true, true, like advocate, activist, whatever you want to call it, example of this, because, you know, I feel like. And like I said, this doesn't really have to do with like a race thing or a religion type of thing or anything. So I just want to go ahead and make that a disclaimer. I'm not pinpointing out anything against anyone. I just want to just kind of let people be aware of like certain things that I've went through because I'm speaking from my own my own experience. Now, if you would like to be a part of my podcast and just be, you know, an extra host on here and kind of tell your side of the topic, by all means, definitely DM me on Instagram at just J-U-S underscore Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y underscore. And I'll be happy to go ahead and get your information and have you on so we can discuss more in depth as to what we are discussing now, and that is dealing with anxiety or depression, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Now, as I stated, you know, I think growing up in just an African-American household, you know, the pressure on you, whether you are a young man or a young woman, is already put in place the day you were born. Because you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, whether it comes just with, you know, seeing our parents go through the same things that we went through, you know, to get what they want and to have what they have now. They had to literally kind of deal with 
anxiety or depression because they didn't really have an outlet. But also, too, you know, I think for for a lot of people who are African-American or just black or just anything, I feel like we are growing up or we grow up thinking that, um, you know, speaking speaking to someone like therapy, you know, that makes you weak, which is so not true. But over time, I think as you get older and you start to like really see, you know, things not really going in the right direction or the right way that you see it going to, you know, you kind of kind of start to check out, you know what, maybe, maybe, you know, therapy is not such a bad idea because it's promoted with couples therapy when couples are having issues with you know with the marriage or whatever the case may be so I just feel like you know everyone deals with anxiety or depression a different way I know for me growing up um you know I was battling with a lot within myself trying to figure out who I am as a person and as I got older I would say like in my mid-teens I would say even like at 12 you know, you start to kind of like figure out, okay, first of all, I'm starting what middle school. So I'm already at that point where it's like, okay, who am I? You know, like who is this person that's standing in front of this mirror? And, you know, what sets me apart from everybody else? And so not only are you dealing with that, but you're also, you know, I'm going to school at 12 years old, middle school, and I'm just like, okay. Hmm. what type of clique am I going to, you know, hang out with? And then I think, too, while you're in middle school, and like I said, this is not for everybody. For those who are just joining in, welcome. I am talking about dealing with anxiety or depression, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, and I'm just kind of I'm starting from, like, my, like my early childhood. Um, I think that... When I was in middle school and I was that person who wanted to just fit in just by me being nice, I didn't look at it as like a click thing like, okay, well, because I have this type of money or because I dress this way, I'm popular. Um, But I think, honestly, my anxiety or my depression, um, because I was not accepted in those cliques that I thought were like the good, the well-known cliques that everybody wanted to be a part of, because I was not already accepted into that clique until much later, um, that kind of like started my depression. I was, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was picked on because I remember that when I was younger at 12 years old, I was also really big into like the arts, primarily dance. Um, you know, I was dancing really, really heavy um, at a really well-known um, dance school. And so that was kind of like where my focus was. So I didn't really, I didn't really, you know, like battle with like any type of social um, acceptance in a way, but I did just kind of see myself just kind of like, all right, being towards like the, like the back, like people knew who I were, but they just did not, I guess, I guess because I wasn't interesting enough to them, they didn't want to hang out with me. So I think that that really just kind of set me apart from everybody else. And then on top of that, just really trying to figure out who I was deep, deep inside. Um, I was struggling with that. I was trying to 
Hi, you guys. I am so sorry. I just received a phone call, a very important phone call, so I do apologize. I'm going to try to figure out a way to kind of get this second session of my podcast into the other one. I'm so, so sorry. I don't know why people decide to call me when I'm trying to handle something that's very important to me at this moment. So I do apologize. But however, for those who are just now joining in, hello, welcome. My name is Justine and you are listening to Keeping It Sweet with Justine's podcast. I was just talking about dealing with depression, anxiety, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Now, um, just trying to piggyback off of what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. Um, I was just talking about, you know, um, just in middle school, just dealing, not really dealing with social, um, social, you know, I guess like social acceptance, excuse me. I didn't really deal with that as much because like I said, I was focused on, you know, dance and that was like my main focus. Um, As I stated before, people knew who I was, but I think, also being that I was trying to figure out who I was as a person growing up as an African-American young child and then also not realizing that I was a part of the LGBTQA T plus community you know I didn't grow up having those examples or having those people to you know um kind of like take me under their wing. I kind of had to just, you know, fiend for myself. But um, I didn't really kind of start diving into that until like maybe like when I was 14, 15, when I kind of like left home um, and really pursued and focused on my actual dance career. Um, I really wanted to focus on that. And so when I left home at 14 and moved across the world by myself to Los Angeles, California, of course, that's like, you know, the city of angels. That's kind of like, you know, where if you're focused and you're driven on a goal or a dream that you're really wanting to do and pursue, of course, you're going to, you know, follow and make it happen. Now, granted, my family stayed back because, you know, they... They wanted me to, they saw the talent in me and they saw how much I was growing and so how much I, like, so much was happening with me um, in those really, really important years in, in one's life. You know, they wanted me to experience that. So again, coming from a background of, okay, we just going to put whatever you're dealing with to the side because going to therapy was just like not a thing. Um, and then also trying to figure out who I was on a level of, okay, so I'm not gay, nor do I like certain things. I was just trying to figure out who I was. So, you know, dealing with that was a lot, but I've just kind of like focused on my dancing. I think that was really where my safe haven was because I wasn't judged, you know, as far as like who I was as a person. I was being judged on my technique 
and how well I can learn this dance combination. And so, you know, I was working with so many wonderful, you know, um, choreographers and, you know, just people who are already well known in the in, in the dance and um, just the industry, you know, shout out to, you know, Debbie Allen, who took me under her wing when she first saw me, um, Felicia Rashad. Uh, oh my God, Desmond Richardson, Dwight Roden, Alonzo King in San Francisco. You know, all of these people, you know, are really who I work with. Um, also, Karen McDonald. Um, oh gosh, just so many people. Chantel Heath, Kevin Harris. You know, all these people like really played a huge factor in my life to kind of like they really made and shaped me who I am today. That's why I can say that I appreciate, you know, the dance, my dance discipline. Now, if I had to say, does that, like, how does that tie into my anxiety and depression? Well, okay. So yeah, going to LA, you know, you're really much, you're a lot more free to kind of like be who you were or be who you are in California. But I think also too, being around also, and I and like I said, it has really nothing to do with like skin color or like anything. But I think also too, um, people in power, people who have people who have money, they try to shy away. Or of course, they're not gonna agree to it. But I've seen it firsthand. You know, there was a young guy who I was young, young. Like I was still, I, I think I was, in, I was in high school at that time um, when I went to California and. I met this, um, I was staying with a host mom who, you know, she didn't have kids of her own. So she just kind of like took me in while I was out there training and, you know, just really living the dream. And so I was out there. Now she's African-American too. She also has a, um, a law, um, a law degree, um, for the LAUSD school district. Now, not only am I living with her, but I'm also, okay, I have to follow her rules as well. Because, of course, when you are, you know, Southern, you just know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You are you are there to respect your elders and just respect people who come in and out of your life regardless. So that's what I did. That's what I chose to do, and everything was fine. Now, I was, the reason why I got depressed or where my depression or my anxiety kind of started was the fact that, okay, so while I was training heavily, I was in high school. So not only does that put a lot of pressure on someone, but also, too, you're learning different personalities in this big-ass school that I went to. Um, shout out to everybody who went to Alexander, Alexander Hamilton High School back in the day. If you, you know who I'm talking about, so shout out to y'all. Um, it was like... Honestly, when I went there, it was the most toxic, but also good experience for someone who's never been outside of the, um, the Southeast. Going to the West Coast and just meeting all these different people, I was like, oh my God, I soaked it in. Like, cause obviously I'm a people's person, but I think also too, that also brought that anxiety because I didn't really know how to handle it like you know I'm already was socially um kind of like distant from my friends who were you know back home but now having to go to a different city for a long period of time 
not only am I dancing and I'm going to dance school learning other personalities, but also too now I'm in high school and that's really where you start to kind of like figure out who you are as a person. So I was dealing with a lot. I didn't know which direction I was going into, you know, and I think sometimes parents don't, you know, they have to remember like, okay, they were once a child. They were once in the same situation that their child is going through now in high school. Like, you know, I think for, I think for a lot of us, you know, who are even having kids now, it's like, you know, you don't want to put that pressure on your kids to be popular or, you know, kind of make a name for themselves. But honestly, I was trying to make a name for myself. Being in a whole different city. So, you know, that made me have a little bit of anxiety. And then the fact that I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't pretty enough to date anybody. And then it was like, okay, as I started getting older, about 16 or 17 years old, okay, I think people started to, because I started to love myself, I'm going to say, let me start there. I started to love myself enough to, okay, I see this person, you know, kind of likes me. You know, we're checking each other out. So now I can kind of say to myself, okay, well, you know, who is this guy? You know, he's cute. He checking me out. I'm checking him out. So, like, now that's another anxiety type of moment because now I never really had... I've had that talk about birds and the bees, but I didn't have it growing up. So, again, that stems from the fact that I wasn't really socially social with the people that I went to middle school with. I didn't date anybody in middle school or high school. I might have had a crush, but that was, that was as far as it went. So, of course, here I am, 16, 17, you know, I'm about to, now, I'm like, I'm a young adult. I'm starting to see things and feel things within myself that I'm like, okay, you know, what's going on here? I see that I'm getting a little, you know, I'm getting a little bit hippie. I'm getting some butt back there. So now I'm feeling myself to the point where I'm like, okay, let me start testing myself. Okay, then the rejection comes. So I started to get rejected for a while. And then, you know, like I said, because I was focused on dance, even if I did get rejected or somebody rejected me, I didn't worry about it because here I am. I'm living the dream. I'm doing what I'm I'm doing. I'm out here in the city with it, you know, in like what, what is it called? City of angels. People just, you know, they're so fascinated by just being in a whole different area. So I'm just feeling myself a little too much. Then with me feeling myself and I'm, and, and at this point, heck, you really couldn't tell me nothing. Cause I was just I was just feeling myself to the point where I'm like, hey, listen, if we get into it, like, we're going to get into it. And I was very um, outspoken, very resilient, rebellious, I will say. And, you know, sometimes that clashed with the woman that I was staying with at that particular time. Um, so going back to that, that, that person that I had met, or being around the rich. Because I'm not going to lie. I was a bl- I was amongst black excellence when I was living in California. 
I was I was driving in the back of a Mercedes Benz, a Porsche, um, a Range Rover, a Lamborghini, like, you know, uh, amongst our people. And I remember this one woman, she had a son. He was way older than me. Um, but, you know, I think that with time and I think if you have money, your parents accept you more being who you are than a person who don't have no money. Now, granted, that might not be true in today's society, but I will say growing up, that's what I saw. So that's what I'm kind of like talking about. Again, for those who are just joining in, welcome to Keeping It Sweet with Justine's podcast. I'm your host, Justine, and I'm talking about dealing with anxiety or depression, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. Now, going back to my story at hand, you know, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself because I was trying to figure out what lane I wanted to get into or what lane fits me. And because I was having a hard time dealing with that, I honestly didn't know what to do. You know, I found myself becoming very rebellious to the point where nobody wanted to even deal with my attitude because my attitude, I would be fine one moment and the next moment I'm just spazzing out as if like, you know, I just saw Donald Trump, you know, saying something crazy about black people. You know, like it was just crazy. And so... I just kind of like stopped my dreams from happening by coming home. So when I made that approach to go back home, I was depressed for a while because coming back home is always great because you're with your family. But now it's like, okay, I was literally doing what I love to do. But I think at one point, too, me and the person that I was staying with, she was just saying things about my family that I did not appreciate. And I'm sure you all who are listening to this podcast, if you got, you guys know what I mean. When somebody talk about your family, oh, yeah. Boo boo! I don't care who you are. That's off limits. I'm gonna go in. I'm like I'm gonna go in your ass. So it's either you, kind of like fix your attitude or fix whatever you got going on, or I'm just gonna be out of here. And honestly, that's what I did. I I got up out of there as quickly as I could, and I'm back home. And then I got depressed because now I have to start doing things that. At that time, I will say regular people were doing like going to high school, actually making friends versus when I was in middle school, I wasn't really making, I made, you know, I had friends, but like, I wasn't like socially aware. So now I'm dealing with, okay, I'm back home. I'm about to finish high school. You know, here we go. About to graduate. And, you know, while I am, while I was, you know, a 12th grader because I actually skipped the grade because for those who don't know or for those who do know when you are coming from like let's just say California and you're coming to Charlotte you know the your 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 grades are are worth more and so because I had well because my like the grading skill out there in LA 
and um, North Carolina is different, you know, they pretty much was like, well, you know what, you are like, you've already taken all the courses that a person needs to take in the 11th grade. So we're just going to go ahead and, and skip you up a grade. So I basically skipped up the skipped up a grade. Um, so in 12th grade, at this point, you guys, this is the point where people are having iPhones, I think, or, or, or even Blackberries. I think Blackberries were still in. And these were the originals with the, like, with the ball in the middle. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Mind you, when I was in California in high school, I just had a regular, like, flip phone. Um, there were people in my school who were having literally, like, sidekicks. And if anybody know about a sidekick, that was like, oh my God, like outside of like a Blackberry, a sidekick was that phone that you wanted to have because everybody had one in high school. So, you know, coming back down South, you know, I'm, I'm in school. Polo is like the new trend. Everybody had to have like a polo V-neck or a polo collar shirt with some cute Levi jeans. Again, this is back when, this is like back in like, what, 2011, 2012. So that was like Polo, um, Ed Hardy, Levi's, um, The Gap even, um, Urban Outfitters, Aeropostale, um, what else? A lot of those clothing stores were like popping. Hell, even BB's, hell, um, uh, oh God, Juicy Couture, that was in back in those times. So you know, just not, I'm not saying that my family didn't have money because they did, because they worked very hard to get where they were. But I think that too, when I was just growing up and I didn't have that access because I didn't care for it, I didn't really stand out. People knew who I was because when I was coming back home, you know, my, my principal at the time you know, she was very, very sweet. She was also African-American and she loves the arts. So when she found out that, you know, somewhat of a celebrity was coming to go back, well, will come to her school and finish out, their, you know, their 12th grade year, she was like so happy. But the benefit of that was the fact that I went to school with the people who I went to middle school with. And honestly, that made my whole like like senior year transitioning into like hell, even thinking about going to college was a lot easier because, you know, I went with the same people from middle school and it was so crazy because people still remembered me. So it was like from that point on, I was dealing with anxiety or depression, whatever you want to call it at that time. But it wasn't as bad. Now, what really got bad was after I graduated and I went off to college. That was when I was going through a rough patch in my life. Because now, here you are. You're in middle school down south, okay? Not only are you focused on dance and you don't really have friends like that. You do. You may have like two or three friends that you hang out with every single day, you know, and you really didn't fit in. Like you were, I was, I was never casted out. Let me make that a point. I was never casted out from these popular cliques. It was just that I think I was kind of like somewhat popular by default 
or friends with those like like friends with those popular kids at by default because my sister and my brother went to the same middle school with me. So they kind of like transitioned out of that middle school and so because everybody knew, excuse me guys, there's some person that's trying to drive their bike in a in a ten mile lane in my um or ten ten mile um you know speed limit in my neighborhood so I do apologize. So if you guys hear that noise, just disregard that. Um but yeah, um I was never casted out by those cliques, but I think I was just kinda like people know who like people knew who I was because of my older brother and my older sister. Because I am the baby. So people just knew, oh, that's that's Bree's sister. Or that's DJ's sister. Because my brother also went to the same high school I went to. My sister didn't, but me and my brother, we went to the same high school. So I kind of felt like, you know, that was like a, a benefit for me to kind of like get through high school. And I did. I had a really good time. I met so many wonderful people. Even to this day, like we all still connect with one another, even though we're grown and we're living our own lives. It was just the fact that, you know, I went to high school with the same people who I went to middle school with. And so when I went to college, you know, Again, here you are in middle school trying to figure out where you fit in. But of course you don't fit in because you're so focused on dancing your career that now when you do decide to, you know, make friends, it's kind of like, okay, I make friends where I don't. Then in the midst of you in middle school, you're trying to figure out who are you? Like, are you like, I mean, do you like guys? Do you not like guys? Like what's going on here? Like, where do you stand in society? That was another thing that I just went through a really bad stage of depression. I was even to the point, you know, just being disrespectful to my family who did nothing to me. They were just trying to figure out what was going on with me. Um, and also, too, I think that, you know, at one point I just started to feel like my grandpa- like my grandma was trying to change me. Because at that point, I'm going to say when I was in high school and I came back, home my like my family already knew like they had, like they already knew like early on like I was different in a, in a good way but I'm just gonna use the word different because at that particular time that's what it was um they knew I was I guess you can say like just experiencing things but when I came back is when they were like okay this is my child. This is my grandchild. I'm going to love on this person regardless of what society thinks. Mind you, this is back when Bush, President um, Bush was in office at that time, probably like the last, probably like the last few years before Barack Obama got into office. And then that's when everything started to change. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a quick interlude. For you guys, I will be back very, very quick. Thanks so much. All right, you guys, I am back. Now, for those who are just tuning in, hello and welcome to Keeping It Sweet with Justine Podcast. I am your host, Justine, and on today's episode, I am talking about dealing with anxiety or depression, putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Now, as I was saying before, um, again, just nav- navigating 
of coming back home from California and then coming back down south and just being, you know, just trying to navigate who who I was at that particular time. Honestly, I can say that, you know, I learned a lot within myself, but also too, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. Now, this is what I will say. Compared to when I was growing up versus now, we we knew what the word depression or anxiety was because obviously you learned it in high school. Um, but I think just as a people in whole or as a whole, we didn't we didn't put that to the forefront to kind of get by like I think this newer generation likes to use you know, to kind of like use that as like some type of scapegoat. Call it what you want. Say that I'm a mean person for saying that. But honestly, some people use that as a way to kind of like, oh, well, I'm going through depression or anxiety. And so now everybody likes to just, um, you know, just result to smoking weed which honestly, I think, honestly, you know, you have your own choice as to what you use to deal with anxiety or depression. But I just feel like smoking weed is just like the last resort because when you start young and then you get and then you get older, you're gonna get tired of it, and then you, and then you're gonna try to go on to the next best thing, which is hell, coke, meth, and then at that point, because you're putting so many drugs in your body, it's just kind of like okay. Now you're just gonna now you're just gonna call yourself a drug addict because I mean you don't know what other route to go and honestly I'm so happy that I did not go that route or it didn't get to that point where I was like you know really 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 sad that I have to do drugs I was going through depression because I was growing up and I really didn't know who I was so um. But I think everybody goes through those stages. Some people's um, anxiety or depression is more severe. I'm happy mine wasn't. But I will say that I was very rebellious. And I had an attitude that was out of this world. But as I got older and started to kind of deal with the public. Now, for those who was listening to the other recordings from the beginning, you can see I was just, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like this weird people, like this weird person that don't like to interact with people. That's not it. It was just that I was so focused on dance that I didn't think about anything else. So I was never socially awkward, but I like to, I like to deal with the public, which is so weird because I think over time, again, it, it really deals with, or it teaches you patience. That's what it is. Dealing with the public teaches you teaches you patience. It teaches you um, how to communicate with others, and also um, just how to you know know the difference when someone is trying to BS you and have your best interest at heart. So again, here's this socially you know, awkward person, I would say in the beginning to now here I am in college as this social butterfly. Because now in college, 
you know, I'm having the best time of my life. I'm dancing still. Um, I went to the school that I wanted to go into. I had some friends who I went to high school with who was also there. Um, I'm just being noticed for my hard work and not the person um, who's standing in front of somebody. So I think that kind of helped me um, navigate college. And then also, too, at that particular point, you know, I was in a single-parent household. So, um, you know, my family did the best that they could to support me. Because, you know, even going back to California at 14, you know, that was not that was not cheap. That was experience. You know, that was expensive. So coming back, you know, I, I made it a lot easier for my family. And then I, because I made that choice to come back also, too. It was just a lot of just things that um, I was hearing that I did not like. So I felt like, okay, I felt like at that point I was a nuisance in this person's home. So the only way I could handle that was get get myself out of that situation. And that's what I did. So, um, yeah, college was fun. I was able to meet a lot of different people who I'm close to to this day. Um, well into my adulthood and honestly that was the best decision I could have ever made was to go to college and meet so many beautiful um spirits um what else you know I just had a good time and then of course working just you know I think that just kind of put the icing on the cake because now you know I am a social butterfly like you could put me in a room with a CEO of a company and I can actually have those conversations and not feel like, oh, well, you know, because this person may have a lot more money than me, I don't know how to have a conversation, which is so not true. Because at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world. But at the end of the day, if your social skills are not where it needs to be, then it's like, okay, you're just as awkward as everybody else is in this world that they may see as awkward. So I think when I finished college and kind of just like came home and started to work um my anxiety and my depression went away and I'm so thankful that I did not go to like a severe place um I mean I really like that honestly I think it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful way to um kind of like go through that and even as adults, you know, you still have those. I don't think it's, I don't, honestly, I think that when you are younger, you deal with depression. But I think now as you get older, and this is just my thinking, you you guys can definitely, you know, send me, you know, your opinions on certain things. Um, also, if you are now listening in, again, definitely go ahead and you guys follow me on my social media, my Instagram, which is just J-U-S underscore Lindsay underscore and it's spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. You guys follow me on there. Also, I will have the link of my podcast in my bio. So anytime, you know, you guys want to send me a message or DM me on Instagram, definitely do so. And then I'll go ahead and talk about a particular topic or any ideas or just questions that you have for me that you want me to talk about on my next episodes. I'll be happy to do so. Now, um, yeah, I think for, I think as you get as an adult, this is just my opinion, 
we deal with more so of the of the anxiety portion of it, more so the the depression. Because I think that when you get older, you do start to kind of like, you know, weed out certain people that are just there that will bring you down to now, okay, anxiety, I'm dealing with more of my surroundings and, you know, um, maybe my own issues personally. So, um, yeah, I had to deal with that. Now, honestly, would I say, or will I say anxiety or depression kind of cut into, you know, relationships? Absolutely. Um, it just, I just kind of felt like because of the things that I went through in my life, it kind of like made me stand out from other people who dated when they were in middle school and high school and college. Um, what I call it is that I just have flings because they didn't, they didn't want to date me. I think they just wanted to have a fling with me because they saw something that they like at that particular time. So now as I'm an adult, I am more secure within myself. I don't feel like I've dealt with anxiety or depression in a while. Um, And if I have, I've caught whatever that was and then just kind of like figured out a way to get through it in other ways as far as like self-care, which self-care is going to be one of my other topics on my other episode, you know, just Figuring out ways to just take care of yourself mentally, physically, financially, spiritually. Um, Because I think that as you get older in the world that we live in right now, it's very, very important that, you know, we are taking care of ourselves. And self is very, 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 very important, especially in today's society. So with that, dealing with anxiety or depression, putting a lot of pressure on, on, on ourselves, Honestly, you guys, whoever is listening to this, whether you're younger, whether you're a lot older, whether you're in your mid-teens or whatever, or just young adults, you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself as as far as trying to fit in, you know, because everybody is not meant to fit in it. Some people are just meant to stand out and stand out for the right reason. Um, Don't feel like you have to you know, fit this mold of what your of what your friends and your family wants to see you um see you as. Cause honestly the only person who has the answers to that is the man upstairs and yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a religious person, but it's like at the same time you do have someone who wants the best for you and that's your parents, but also that's the man upstairs who blew air into your who you know, who who brought who brought you life who made it a way for you to be here. So um, I would just say, don't put so much pressure on you. If you are feeling like you're going through a depression stage or anxiety, definitely don't hesitate to ask, you know, seek out for help because there are people, professionals who are there to help you. And whether you are black, white, Hispanic, Dominican, Haitian, Latino, Mexican, whatever, it does not matter. Go and seek out for help, okay? Because I would rather you go and seek help than to be, you know, a person who one minute is good and then the next minute falls down from um, a six-foot building. We don't want that to happen. So with that being said, um, as I said before, if you have any topics or 
just anything that you would like for me to talk about, definitely hit me up on my social media on my Instagram at just J-U-S underscore Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y underscore. And just let me know what you want me to talk about next. Um, I will be having special guests on. And if you would like to be a host on my podcast as well, definitely go ahead and send me um, send me your information. I'll be happy to, you know, kind of see where your mind is going um, on this particular day and we'll get all that set up. Other than that, I hope you all enjoy this episode of dealing with depression or anxiety, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday and a good rest of your week and be on the lookout for another episode on Friday. Thank you so much and God bless.